English Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, the director-producer of Fresh Talk. I'm here in San Antonio today where I was lucky enough to have a chance to meet Sarah Lewis. She's a scholar, writer, and curator who received her BA from Harvard University and a master's in philosophy from Oxford University. She'll be receiving her PhD from Yale this year. She's a widely published writer. We've written for some of the same publications. Mm. She's written for Art in America, Art Forum, Kalalu, PS1, Contemporary Art Center, the Venice Biennale, the Smithsonian Institute, National Museum of African American History and Culture, the Studio Museum in Harlem, and the Guggenheim. She's taught at Yale University School of Art in the MFA program as well. But today we're talking about Sarah's work as a curator. She was selected last year to be the curator of the 2012 International Artists in Residence Program at ArtPace. You've been an active curator internationally, holding positions at the Tate and the Museum of Modern Art, and you were a co-curator at Site Santa Fe. What ideas and issues interest you as a curator? Well, Kathy, first, thank you for having me here. It's a, it's a pleasure to speak on your program, uh, specifically about my work as a curator. I began my curatorial career when I was based in the UK and had the opportunity to curate for shows that Donna DeSalvo did at the Tate Modern. She is now the chief curator at the Whitney Museum and the associate director there. And when I was at the Tate, I was really learning from someone who I consider one of the best. Not every curator is a visual thinker, ultimately, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and she truly is. So it was an honor to learn from her. At the Museum of Modern Art, I had the honor of working on the retrospective of Elizabeth Murray, a late painter who, whose work was as instructive for me as her understanding of the artistic process. She said something quite beautiful that I'll never forget. She said, you know, to be right doesn't mean that everyone else has to be wrong. I often seek to highlight what we're failing to see, uh, not positing that necessarily the work that I put forward is the answer, but it's in addition to what should be addressed and, and considered. The site Santa Fe Biennial that I co-curated with Daniel Belasco, the show was designed by David Ajay, you know, architect, was also meant to highlight in that group of artists that we selected a process that had been underexplored, which was that of painters in particular activating their practice with film and video despite not having been trained as such. William Kentridge pioneered the practice, but now you see several other artists working in that vein from Kara Walker to Paul Chan to Yako Olivier, who's in this residency now. I think it's very interesting the artists that you chose and specifically earlier today you were talking about their work being meditative and I don't know if that connects in some way to the role of philosophy that plays into your work, your research and your writing and I wonder how mm -hmm. philosophy informs your curatorial practice. Mm -hmm. Everyone has ideas, and not every idea is best deployed in the round, right? Some ideas are better for a book, some are better for a show, and so I always have that in mind. As someone who, who cares deeply about ideas for their own sake, you know, I'm 
very appreciative of artists who have a strong affirmative platform on which their work stands and that is hard won through deep investigation. In this day and age, it's easy to sort of critique your way into a position, you know, uh, negate your way into position, position yourself against things. Mm-hmm. And I find that you can do that. There's a discourse that will support that. But there is longevity, I think, and endurance and power in an affirmative platform that's based on a, a truly probing and meditative approach that the artists whom I've carried into this art based residency, Yako Olivier, Mike Osborne, and Leslie Hewitt, all embody. Well, it, de- it definitely shows. I've been able to meet with each of them today and the thoughtfulness behind their practice, the literature and the research, it really plays a very vivid role in their work. And I appreciate that conversation that you're having curatorially with that part of their practice. Oh. I think it's important. Yeah, I'm glad that comes through. Yeah. Oh, it does for me. Yeah. What led you to become involved with this fantastic artist in residence program. How did you get scooped up for it? Mary, the deputy director, Mary Heathcock, came to see the biennial that I co-curated and wanted to meet, I guess, a woman behind half of the vision, right? And so she invited me to, to guest curate here. Simple as that, really. That's fantastic. Tell me about the selection process that you went through in determining these three particular artists. I'm very interested in what drew you to their work. These three artists came to me in different ways. Two of them, Yako Olivier and Leslie Hewitt, I had known since curating at the Museum of Modern Art and I think highly, obviously, of their work. I knew of Leslie's work starting in 2005 or maybe even four when I came back to New York City because I was interested in her durational works, her series that look at how we restructure American history, how we can restructure American history, um, by looking at what's possible and what the limits are of a photographic engagement with the past and, and potentially with the future. I think that she has many different modes of practice and believe, and, and we I think have seen in the galleries, that she has as a photographer trained as a sculptor, an object-like materiality to her work that can go in a ton of different directions. So it's exciting to see the one that we have in front of us now. Yako Olivier, I met because I curated the site Santa Fe Biennial that included him. I also am on the board of Madison Square Park and he had a show there in New York City. And I was uh, an advocate of his work, of course, to have that happen there. I think very much that a painter who's working in a dynamic fashion animation or film sometimes doesn't have the benefit of uh, having their work impact the viewer because to see it on the screen on your computer is a very different thing from seeing it in person so I I was particularly excited that he would use something that deals with the scale of kind of Texas here the size of it is really great yes it's so immersive yeah, you're, you're enveloped in it. And then Mike Osborne, you know, came to me through a very democratic process of an application. The local artist that, that every art piece guest curator selects comes through that process, although you can recommend your own. But I was really happy to look at the applicants and, and choose them from among this large pool. And I deliberately didn't let myself look at a lot of uh, press associated with all the applicants, and so I really chose them on the strength of the work, as I did when I first met, of course, Leslie and Yako too. And he's, I think, a new, great photographic voice we can, we can look forward to hearing a lot more from. And it's a great 
model, I think. It's very interesting, and you spoke about it earlier, the fact that you weren't curating an exhibition, you were curating the artists that will create their own exhibitions, right. which is right. quite empowering for the artists. You trust them to fulfill their visions. Mm -hmm. You choose them and then you let them go. That's right. That's right. It's not something every curator can do, relinquish control. I, I happen to be one who's happy to do it, but it required selecting three artists whom I trusted to be able to, in six weeks, produce a body of work that was not simply a display, but an exhibition of a new chapter in their development. So it's also a unique residency, art pace, that is, because it allows for three artists at a given moment in time to work in a space that they then will use as their exhibition platform. The very space they work in becomes the show. And today you've heard the artist mention that a couple of times, that the reminder of that made them think very differently about their work in a way that was helpful in going forward. We work in a field where, unlike film, there are no rough cuts, and, and like, you know, maybe in jazz where uh, you're constantly both practicing and performing at the same time because of the process of improv, where residencies are, in, are increasingly just vital and critical. You mainly are expected to deliver polished, finished work in, in the visual arts constantly. So having the time to really probe deeply and concentrate and get a new body of work done is one of the greatest gifts, I think, in the visual arts that you can have. It definitely is. I think that's the strength of residency programs, is the gift of time. Just yeah. that chance to just think about what you want to do with your art. And almost every artist I know has multiple platforms they're trying to work with in order to be an artist. That's right. And I think it's it's wonderful, and that's why I'm doing this series about artist residencies because I want to encourage artists to to push themselves to to take on the risk of getting out of their context. In the context of a book that I, I won't speak about at length, but I'll just say that the provisional title is Rise. It's on, on Simon and Schuster's imprint coming out in 2013, maybe early 14. Is uh, about the the importance of a lot of setbacks in the creative process and the advantage of them as a propellant force for wild success. And I actually have just been writing about residencies. And what's also interesting about them is that while there is this the luxury of time, there's also the constriction of a time frame that always feels in a way too restrictive and adds a certain pressure that allows for innovation in ways that just working in your studio for those six weeks would not have done. And there are lots of different examples of how that structure has led to you know, beautiful projects coming forward, but in all different disciplines of all kinds, but it's sort of what Leonard Bernstein said, like, to make great work, all you need is a, a plan and not quite enough time. And that's what a residency also allows for. Yako talked about that. He was still finishing his animation up until the last week, and then the deadline kind of forced a refinement, which ordinarily you know, might not have done. Pressure can be your friend. Pressure can be a good partner Absolutely. in the creative process. Yeah. And I noticed you were bringing it up with Leslie's work upstairs mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. that idea of the archive itself being a certain pressure giving parameters to a thought or a history mm -hmm. that kind of compresses it for the person who's entering the archive. Right, yeah. I mean, Leslie Hewitt has consistently been fascinated by the archive. It is its own limited medium. And so for her, this, the limits of the residency, as she described it, 
forced her to a moment where she got something out of her finally, as she put it, that she had within her for a long time. And it's allowed for a new engagement with the archive that I think is just a wonderful development. In her it's work. amazing. It's fascinating to me what this represents for mm. artists, and each one of them has a different view of whether transformative or pushing them one more step mm -hmm. in a direction they were already going. Mm -hmm. But that idea of someone's watching, right? Someone's watching. That's what art. Right. That's when art is fully realized. Is when it's seen. Right. Exactly. So. And there's a time to safe haven your work and not not show it. But you, you learn quite a bit when you're you're forced to display what you have done in private, and that's essentially what creates an interesting energy around an opening like this. Because it's not simply that you're seeing a show. You're not. You're seeing the result of a really intimate six-week process, right? And I think it's, it's really a privilege to be able to celebrate in all three cases that that process has borne beautiful fruit. listening to Fresh Talk with Sarah Lewis. Read more about Sarah and hear other podcasts in this series on freshartinternational.com.